Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 122 of the All Dolphins podcast for this Thursday, November 9th, 2023. As always, we're going to start with the recognition of the player with the jersey number corresponding to the episode number for 22. I think we need to go your running backs of yesteryear like we could go with Tony Nathan, Mercury Morris, but those are too far back. We'll go with Reggie Bush. Oh, uh, I thought yeah. Reggie Bush was 22. Yeah, very, very good player for the Dolphins where they got in a trade, a dirt cheap trade with the New Orleans Saints during the, the – was it a lockout or a strike? It was, it was, it was, part, of, it was part of a New Orleans purge because they had to get rid of some Hudak coins, had to pay for some Hudak coins. No, correct. Yeah, but the, the trade was consummated like during the lockout of 2011, mm-hmm. as I recall, and it was Reggie Bush – for safety, Jonathan Amaya and like a fifth round pick. And Reggie Bush was very good for the Dolphins for a couple of years, had a 200 yard game. And as is always the case with the Dolphins, it was against Buffalo. You look at the Dolphins history of 200 yard rushing games. It's crazy. Ricky Williams against Buffalo, Jay against Buffalo twice. Um, a Chan this year was against didn't he get 200? He got 200 yards. It was against Denver, right? Here goes Rain Man flexing again. Go ahead. Come on, keep flexing. I, and, and I forget who A-Chan got his 200 yards. That, that's how much Rain Man I am. I forgot this year. Uh, but a lot of the Dolphins' 200-yard rushing games have come against Buffalo. Very ironic. Um, what I remember about Reggie Bush, um, first off, <laughs> uh, just tell this story real quick. Um, so <laughs> I, I – story? Huh? Is it the Kardashian story? Yeah, uh, it, it's literally for so the first time I my I go to my ex-wife's office, um, and she was a dispatcher at that time, and literally on her screen on her computer screen is a picture of Reggie Bush, and then all of a sudden the Dolphins trade for him, and I see this guy in my locker room every single day. So it's like, obviously, now we got beef because you're on my ex-wife screen. <laughs> um, but more, more, more importantly, um, Reggie Bush was nothing like the media portrayed him to be. Absolutely nothing. Probably one of, one of the most stand-up guys, a great leader. I remember when <laughs> he challenged the leadership in the locker room because they weren't doing enough after a loss. You could probably get into the details. I remember it's, and and then it became a war between Reggie and Jeremiah Bell. And a war of words. And basically Jeremiah Bell took offense, felt like Reggie was speaking about him and challenging him. And Reggie was basically like, yeah, I was. And this is the reasons why. And this is why we're not going to win until we become better leaders. And he was holding people accountable. 
I was like, look at you, look, Reggie Bush. And fun fact, Reggie Bush was the first person that I ever saw with black diamonds. Um, and this was at the Super Bowl. He wasn't even a member of the Dolphins. He was just a member of the Super Bowl. And I looked at his earrings and I was like, man, that's really cool. Black diamonds. And then my ex-wife got me black diamond earrings, real black diamond earrings for my birthday. And really, it's one of the more special gifts that I've ever because I've ever gotten. And I've I've never taken them out of my ear. I, I, that's just not something that I do. So um, it, it, it it's it's kind of an appreciation for who she is and what what she did and brought to my life, which includes my 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 22 soon to be 22 year old son. Cool. And I have I have skin colored earrings. Oh, okay. No, there are no earrings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, the Reggie Bush thing was like he was at the time he either was still dating or had was done dating Kim Kardashian. They and were done. Our good friends Chris Perkins approached him in the locker room, and where a lot of whereas a lot of guys would have been like the hell out of my face with that stuff. I don't, I don't remember if he actually answered Perk's question or was very, very cool about it, but that, that struck me as being a you know, very stand-up guy. And it was an issue also, you might remember this better than I did, about his contract, and he had a clause in his contract. If he reached 1,000 yards and they didn't give him the ball, he finished with 986 in his second year. With you the sure Dolphins. that's not Ronnie Brown? I think that's Ronnie Brown. No, oh, that's Reggie Bush. That part, that part I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. I think uh, look it up. Uh, I, the Dolphins restricted Re Ronnie Brown from getting his contracts, um, which is whoo, was just shady. Look it up. It was a second year with the Dolphins. In fact, uh, he finished with 986 yards that particular season. And I, like I said, um, pretty sure it was him that didn't play yeah, well. You, you, you're probably right. You're probably right. You're probably right. They, and that's, you know, what. What players, what fans don't know is these teams do very ruthless things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, they think it's all about team and, you know, love one another. And they're like, no, it's it's a business. It's a business. Um, yeah. Okay. So today we are going to attack the defense. Uh, yesterday we did the offense looking at the first half and the second half. And I'm going to start off by doing a little backtracking, if I may, if I'm allowed, if I may. Because after thinking about it, I think I may have been a little bit harsh in my assessment of the wide receiver core when I was complaining, not complaining, but maybe saying the depth was perhaps overrated. Because if I think about it, how many teams really go much beyond too deep, I mean, Cincinnati has like a threesome that's unmatched with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. But how many teams really have go three deep really, really good? And I think the Dolphins actually are are pretty good. So my apologies I'm we doing, don't accept it. No, I'm doing my mayor culpa. I, you know, one, you know, once an apology, two and on once an apology. That's who wants an apology. For ragging on the wider civic court. Yeah, exactly. oh, oh, you said some. You said some things yesterday. You 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 said some things yesterday. Episode one twenty one. If you haven't listened, check it out. And I on that particular case, I said what I said, and I stand by everything. That I said. <laughs> oh, 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 when it comes to tour. You want to apologize about depth at wide receiver, but when it comes to tour, I said what I said. Except for the record, I believe you were a lot harsher on Tua for the KC game than, than than I was. So yes, yes, and I said what I said, I and I stand by it. Okay. 
So now, well, since Tua doesn't play on defense or the wider series don't play on defense, so let's move over. And I, I've said this many times. We've said this many times. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that this defense is on the rise. Yeah. I mean, and I have said, and I'm going to stick by this, by the end of the season, I am more confident in the dependability of the defense than of the offense. And, and I have said that I think you're crazy. I think you should be checking. Many, many, many times. Home. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, where are the takeaways? And I know we're playing hot right now and we're doing well, um, but where are the takeaways? You know what you, you you know you know what opposing defenses are are converting for, in terms of pass rating for this Dolphins defense nine and nine point nine and that's after having a hot streak. So you've been in the one hundreds all season for opposing pass rating. Yeah, what Pat? What? Oh well, yeah. But here's the thing: timeout, 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 timeout. You hit me with a timeout already. I hit you with a timeout already. Would you say Patrick Mahomes had a? Great game, solid game, good game against the Dolphins. He had a decent game against the Dolphins. Okay, his passer rating was 105.2, which I'm is why I do not want to be a prisoner of the passer rating when we're talking about Because yesterday we addressed Ryan Tannehill on the show, and he once had a, like a 117 or something. Nick Foles once had a 119. So the passer rating, while a good measuring tool, is not the end-all be-all. Cool. That's fair. But it's it's my way of evaluating defenses in terms of the secondary coverage. You're not getting turnovers. Completion rate is high. Passer rating is high. Um, where are you in third down efficiency on defense? Let, 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 let's let's better let, than the offense. <laughs> Cold blooded, my friend. Cold blooded. They are <laughs> they are not better than the offense for the record. <laughs> really? Yes, they are 36 point. Uh, oh, actually, they are better than the offense. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I have no issues with this defense right now. And I have written my apology, which you can find on alldolphins.com. I have apologized to Vic Fangio. I've all done, but apologized to him in person. Um. At least he can sense the tone of my questioning is less harsh. Like, you fraud! You fraud! No. Um, Why is Cam Smith not playing? Sorry. <laughs> I still want to know that one. Um, but there are a lot of players who are trending up, playing better, creating a synergy. I think there's a marriage between what Vic does and what the Dolphins do or have had done and have had and have success with. So there's like a synergy going on. And especially when you got guys getting back healthy in terms of Jalen Phillips, even though I saw him leaving with a walking boot on, um, hopefully it's just like an ankle sprain and nothing serious. Um, when you have guys like David Long who are playing a lot better and, really just taking a step forward um, when you have players like Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard come back and be healthy and, and, and maybe be able to help you expand what you can do defensively. It's, it's, you, you start to play better. Even, even, even Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb's having a pro bowl caliber year right now and impactful pressures, 
um, hounding the quarterback. He doesn't he doesn't have all of his takedowns that he should, but um, he's right now statistically on pace to be one of the top edge rushers or edge players in the NFL. So everybody's playing on a higher court. You're getting key pieces back like Jalen Ramsey and Nick Needham and Xavier Howard. And and the question is, will you continue to to gel? Will you continue to make that synergy? Um, Mike McDaniel said something once, and I remember it because I thought it was very good. Um, a lot of things he says are very good, but this one this one stood out. And he said basically early issues that we were having were because we needed guys to believe and buy into the trust fall. And I don't know if you've ever been to camp Poupard where or been into some some um you know mojo smojo seminar where they make you stand on a ladder and you know or so, a high elevated place. Yeah, no, no. Cr- cross your arms and then fall back into a group of people and have that trust and belief that they're going to catch you. Okay. You know, I got well-documented trust issues. Um, I, I would have trust issues when it comes to that personally. Yeah. So what wasn't happening was everybody wasn't trusting the fall and trusting that they would be caught in the fall. And as a byproduct, they were kind of bracing the bracing themselves or, or not doing what was the script. And the defense didn't look the same because everybody wasn't always playing their assignment. Well, right now we're the midseason point. Everybody's playing their assignment. And I believe, what are they 12th in the NFL in most of the important defensive statistical categories? I believe so. And that's a great spot to be in. That's a great starting spot. And the hope is that they continue to trend up. My goal for this defense wasn't top five. It was top 10. And if the, as long as they do that and get there and continue to trend forward. And I think I would love to see them improve a little bit more on delivering turnovers because that's what this defense is predicated on and built for. Um, I think that it's been a wonderful job by Vic Fangio. The old man who's stubborn and set in his ways has proven to you that I'm right. He's meaning Fangio. The, yeah. other, the other factor also. You too, usually, but yes. Yeah. Uh, also another factor along with maybe developing that trust in the defensive scheme again no Jalen Ramsey for the first seven games of the season and oh let, come on Are we and let's not you? let's not pretend he's not a huge factor in this defense that's number one and then number two you had a Jalen Phillips playing at less than Jalen Phillips level because he was dealing with oblique and what was it the back injury as well. But, um, but Andrew Van Ginkle was balling. They're not better when they have all three rotating Chubb Phillips and Van Ginkle than it when it's just Chubb and Van Ginkle. As much as I like those two guys, and as well as Chubb is playing particularly lately, is it pure coincidence that Chubb's ascent has coincided with Phillips getting back into the swing of things? It, it is pure coincidence because oh, is it okay? Uh, yeah, one one doesn't one doesn't feed the other. Chubb was just missing on a lot of sacks. Chubb, Chubb was just missing, and he's closing now. Okay, um, okay, not not sure, but okay. Uh, Chubb, by the way, when you mentioned Pro Bowl level, absolutely, he's tied for the NFL lead in forced fumbles with four. 
with Chiefs cornerback Trent McDuffie, the dude who stripped Tyreek Hill on Sunday, and Miles Garrett. It's a pretty good guy to be tied with there. Um, but no, I am the only thing missing, and I completely agree with you there, are the takeaways. They got one against the Chiefs, which was a Bradley Chubb forced fumble. They got one the previous week against New England, which was the Jalen Ramsey interception. Are they going to start coming in bunches? I remember the 2020 defense of the Dolphins, which statistically wasn't terribly impressive. And I recall it being what really was the key to the team's success in finishing 10 and 6 more than anything else, except they got turnovers of the wazoo. I mean, they were like 25th in yards allowed, but they were getting takeaways. That's what's missing. And I would think, hope that those are coming in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second half when they're playing weaker opponents or second half because they're just going to continue to gel? Are they playing weaker opponents? I don't think they're playing. They're not playing the Giants or Carolina. They're not playing New England anymore, which is a really, really bad offense. They are playing Vegas, where they're, which is going to be starting a rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, the Jets, if it's Zach Wilson... Jets will not be a weak opponent, so let's not do that. No, because they're really good defensively, but their offenses. And now I just saw the latest is that Billy Turner fractured a bone in a hand, I believe. In the our friend Billy Turner, who started a right tackle for the Jets, because they're dealing with injuries on the offensive line, broke a bone in his hand in the Monday night game against the Chargers. Their offense is dysfunctional, like nobody's business. Um, I mean, their offensive line is bad. Zach Wilson is not good. I'm not worried about the Jets right now. I'm not thinking about them. I'll get to that. I'll we're get to talking that. about, but we're looking. This is an overview of like what we saw, and then the second half of the season, they are going to play the Jets. It's their second game after the bye. Um, I'm, I'm I'm focused on the Raiders right oh, now. Oh, is that how you're doing? Yeah, you're not a you're not a player, Omar. But you but you do know the schedule, right? No, I do not. Um, I. I so then it's Washington with rookie no second year quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, like it. Then it's a Monday night game against the Titans with Will Levis, a rookie quarterback. Not Ryan Tannehill's revenge. He's on the bench. So much for the the tearful reunion. Uh, oh, Tannehill is going to get in at it. You know what? Tannehill's um, revenge. Tannehill's revenge. And then the Jets again. And by that time, if the Jets are in contention. Still for a playoff spot, the Aaron Rodgers maybe. Oh, stop it! Stop it, dude. He was he was walking around the the the, the bowels of the stadium at MetLife Stadium on Monday night, throwing passes on the field before the game. When I see him running, I believe it. Don't, don't let's not do that. Oh, okay, okay. Let's then it's Zach Wilson again. So it's a combination of both. Yes, the. I wouldn't say the schedule is getting weaker. The schedule doesn't get weaker, but it's not that much in the early part until we get to the three-game trifecta at the end at the rough patch with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. It's it's a very so you get the murderer's row, and I would argue to you that no team in the NFL finishes with a harder stretch of the season than the Miami Dolphins. But you know, we'll we'll worry about that when we get to it in December. Let let me address some issues on defense that that we we probably have glossed over for majority of the season and, or, or, or some favorable things um, outside of the season opening performance against the chargers. 
the Miami Dolphins have been very good, if not phenomenal, against the run this season. Um, and that Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, they deserve a ton of props for that. Um, let me look at what their average is right now. Um, they are holding opponents to 3.9 yards per carry. That, to me, is phenomenal. That, to me, is is just a, a sign that understand you began as the worst rushing team, the worst rush defense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And right now the NFL averages 4.12 yards per carry and 110 rushing yards per game. The Dolphins are holding opponents to 106 rushing yards per game. So props goes to those defensive linemen, particularly Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and Raekwon Davis um, for managing to turn the tide and get the job done. Now, Let's look at the linebacker unit where we can talk about David Long, he, who is obviously one of the hottest defenders in the NFL right now in terms of how how he's trending upwards. But let me ask you this question, Poupar. What did he do to get out of Vic Fangio's doghouse? Started playing better. and uh, I mean, um, <laughs> No, and, and let me uh, expound on your on the on the, the rushing defense stats. Since that game against the Chargers where they gave up 233 yards, where they were not going to let the Chargers passing game beat them, they're basically, okay, you, you want to run the ball, run the ball. Well, they did. Since then, they have allowed opponents to even, to even reach 100 yards only twice at Buffalo and against Carolina. And the numbers have been, if you look even at the the averages they're giving up, it's really, really impressive. Um, no, I think it's it's – yeah, it's it's very basic that David Long just started playing some really really good ball, and I think you've mentioned this before. Maybe the the number of times where he's shooting the wrong gap has has decreased, and a lot of times now he's shooting the gap in the right spot, and he's he's meeting running backs in the backfield. Uh, I mean, I've been massively impressed with the dude. Mm -hmm. um, he's been really really good. Um, Big signing is solid year. Nothing, I mean, other than other than the pick six at Philly, nothing outrageous. He hasn't been as noticeable as long, but he's been solid. That's his whole career. Solid. Yeah. Is he is he back next year? No. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Not unless he's willing to take, uh, I mean, Dolphins have, you know, you're going to have salary cap issues. And I think in the pecking order, uh, Bates going to find himself in a tough spot. That's a that's a lot of money they can they can free up very quickly, very easily right there. Um let's move to the secondary. Obviously, we've we've touched on Ramsey so much and how he's best and most savvy individual when it comes to this scheme. Um Xavier Howard, does he fit into this scheme in your opinion? I think I think X fix into any scheme. I mean, he's he's best playing man to man. But I, you and I are are might be his two biggest supporters among the me Dolphins media contingent. 
Uh, I think he's a hell of a player. And yeah, I do think he's, he serves a great purpose. Is it the perfect scheme for him? No. Does he fit in this scheme? Yes, he fits in this scheme. And even there were a couple of passes completed, thrown his way, I should say, in a Chiefs game. And did he give up any completions or did, was he was he there to make the play every single time? I think he was there to make the play and break up the pass. Um, the dude's just really, really good. And again, we're seeing him. The, the, thing, the only thing that's missing from his resume this year from maybe when he was at his best, which is 2020, in 2021 are the picks. He's only got one. But part of that is they're not playing a whole lot of men. Mm -hmm. And now when we get to Cater Kohu, who is back playing nickel, thank God, um, <laughs> and not really being relied on on the boundary, um, where is the level of growth that you want to see from Cater in the second half of the season? Yeah, um, I don't know that there's a that there's a ton, especially in zone. I mean, as long as he's not matched up against Stefan Diggs, I mean, it, it, it just. Well, what about AJ Brown? <laughs> yeah, was he matched up against AJ Brown? Yeah, he was matched up against AJ Brown a couple of times. Um, no, that I mean, he again against high end guys like that. Yeah, he can be overmatched. He's not on the on an X or Jalen Ramsey level, but he's a very solid cover corner. I like him in the slot like you and I'm, I'm still going to maintain what I've said all along. He's just a fabulous tackling DB cornerback. Now let, let's finish this off with the secondary. Um, yeah, Omar, you, Omar, you tackle Javon Holland where, where his game stands and well, <laughs> I, don't, I have to tackle ranks, where he ranks among NFL safeties. I, I want, I want to talk about Deshaun Elliott and how, how surprised and pleasant he's been as a starter, very reliable, consistent guy. Um, I would say the same thing about Javon Holland, very reliable, consistent guy. Um, there to make tackles and and hopefully one day he'll elevate himself to the point where he can make impact plays and same thing with Deshaun Elliott so I'm not singling anybody out um I would argue to you way to dance that, around the question I love that I would argue to you that the safety play has not necessarily been up to the caliber of what you would expect from a guy who is highly rated according to pro football focus like okay where are the impact plays where are the game altering plays where are the third down stops where are the deflections where are the the the, the you covering travis kelsey's of the world one-on-one -on -one? where are the turnovers and i know you had a game where you got two forced fumbles but Okay, are, are we writing that for the entire season? Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, no. The thing is, he's he had a very good rookie season. Dipped was a little it, bit. Was Sorry. it very good? Was it very good, or was it just okay? Because what's very good? No, it was good. It was it was promising. He made he made plays. He had a promising rookie season where he looked like he was going to be a star, and then he came in as a guy who was highly rated. Um, Second round pick after he didn't play his fine the the COVID year at Oregon, and then last year a little bit of a dip, and then everybody's a, kind of pointing out the fact that he do he had to help out a lot in the other places in the secondary, so that hurt his number. And no, then it's very valid. 
that's fair. But then Defanjo arrives with his history of having Pro Bowl safeties. And then the narrative, there's that word again, before the season started was that Javon Holland's going to take the next step. He's going to be an all-pro, Pro Bowl, one of the two, both. And then he has the two forced fumbles in the Denver game, one of which I'm going to maintain was basically – I mean, he basically just – I mean, it was that that – that hard I'm, of a hit on the I'm ball. I'm not going to disrespect that man's forced fumbles. He earned them. Those are his forced fumbles. Okay. Well, I'm going to disrespect it because that, to me, was way more on Cortland Sutton not holding the ball properly, whereas the other one, he made a great play in chasing him down after a long catch and punching the ball. Anyway, well, after that happened, and then you see the pro football focus has him has had him either one or two among safeties like the whole year. And then Brian Baldinger does a Baldy's breakdown. I think it may have been after that game where he kind of anoints him. And, you know, you and I are, are taking flack for refusing to, to recognize where he stands or his place. I, 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 want, I want all of those. This is a challenge to all of those YouTube Dolphins gurus highlight cut-ups give me a top 20 javon holland play for the first half of the season put it together top 20 he's impactful so give me the top 20 dolphins place i think i looked at his numbers he's got four passes defensed three forced fumbles i don't remember where the third one was he had two in that denver game uh he's second on the team in tackles behind david long jr um but i Again, yeah, it, you watch the game. Are you really feeling Javon Holland? And to me, my, my answer is no. And sometimes it's like we can look at numbers all we want. I'm, I'm watching and re-watching the game. Am I feeling him? Am I feeling like he's making an impact, a difference in the game? And I understand the Dolphins have not gotten deep over the top. And that's partly because of Javon Holland, partly because of Deshaun Elliott, and partly because of the fact that they're asked to play to keep everything in front of them. So, and from that standpoint, kudos to them. They've done that job. Uh, but for me to sit here and say he's been, I heard, so, I, I saw somewhere, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna plead ignorance here. Um, I saw somebody throw out a list of MVP candidates, and somebody threw out Geno, Geno Stone from Baltimore as a safety, and I'm like. What I miss, what are you doing? Does he have like a ton of picks? Um, and those are some guys that you have a lot of safeties who are making a lot of plays that are very, very noticeable. And that's kind of part of the position, part of playing that position is making impact plays. Okay. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Okay, help me out here, please. Help me out, please. <laughs> I, 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 I. You know, I don't want to be sit here and uh, I'm never I'm not a big pro football focus or analytics guy. And a lot of times I think some of these sites and analytics, they have agendas. And I I, I know what these, some of their agendas are and you can see it and smell it. Um, I think Javon Holland is a very good player. Um, I think he has the potential to be one of the best safeties in the NFL right now. Um, is he one of the best safeties in the NFL right now? He's not. Um, so hopefully he can continue to trend upwards and progress and be that marquee player that this franchise needs because 
I think if this defense is going to take the next step in terms of going from 12 to maybe going to top five, you know who who I'm going to put it on in terms of like pressure, responsibility, guys who can elevate their level of play? It would be on. Snowman. I don't call him Snowman. Snowman's Jeezy. Um, uh, Or is it Gucci? I can't remember. My bad. I'm getting old. Um, yeah, snowman just never made sense to me. Because uh, yeah. he's, he's number eight. It just looks yeah. like a snowman. That's all it is. How, how can this defense as a whole, in your opinion, Poop, take that next step? Um, and by the way, to show you, I, I don't have any bias because I could, I could just pump Holland's tires being that he's a fellow Canada native like me or fellow fellow obviously like me. Uh, fellow Canada native, but but I don't play that. I call him as I see him, and that's what I see, right or wrong. That's, um, do, you know, the one thing we haven't discussed also, and I'm not av- avoiding the the question here of what what they can do. They just keep, keep doing what they're doing, coming up with more turnovers. That's all. Um, but yeah, and I I do think those will come. And you tell you tell me right now if the the Dolphin defense winds up. Five or six in the NFL and 20 yards a lot, I would tell you. I'm, I, I could believe that. Um, I think Christian Wilkins has made himself some money. We haven't discussed this. Our good friend Christian, I think he's made himself some money this year because he has ans- he has answered the question, mm-hmm. which was be more of a factor uh, in the pass rush game. And he's got four and a half sacks. Not a, more, Much more than that, though, he is – you feel him a lot more in the pass game as a pass rusher mm-hmm. where right now he's not Chris Jones as it does a pass rushing defensive interior defensive lineman, even though Chris Jones moves all over the place. So I don't even know if he should have a label. Me may not be Jeffrey Simmons, but he's pretty much up there with everybody else where he wasn't before. His next sack or half a sack will be a career high for him. Um, clearly Christian is, is trending upwards. He's impactful in terms of what he's done. He's got 12 quarterback hits. He's one away from tying a career high. So yes, is Christian going to get the bag? He absolutely is going to get a bag. How, how, what's the approach? I don't know. I think right now the easiest thing to do is place the franchise tag on him, basically squat on his rights, squat on, squat on how much you could pay him. But you really got to get this done because he's such a flagship player for the organization in terms of who he is and what he represents and what he brings. So more than likely he'll, he'll be around. Um, the question is how do you get that done and how do you get that done with a laundry list of players that, that clearly need to be either re-signed or extended and Ooh, it's going to be a interesting off season for Brian Shore. Could be. Brandon, Brandon Shore could be right. like a long-term contract with a low cap number for the first year as, as can be done. Uh, I'm looking up his stats here right now, just again, because it's not all about sacks. Um, he's got 12 quarterback hits. Yeah. His, career, his career high is 13. Yep. I mean, I just said that. Are you not listening to me? Are I'm sorry. What did you, you say? I was listening to you. What? See again, uh, again, and you know your wife complains about that, so stop it. It's just on the laundry list. <laughs> um, yeah, and and we we had this discussion all off season. 
What do you pay Christian Wilkins? I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't know. It's going to be on a long list of issues and players that need to be compensated for their performance. Um, here's a question that I do want to, to put, put on the plate for you. If you had the opportunity to extend one player at the midseason point before the season finished and use the threat of fear of injury, hey, why don't you sign this contract for 80% of what you might be able to get on the free agent market? Who would that contract offer be to? Since we're we're talking about the defense on this show, am I limited to defense? No, nope, you can take you can take anybody. Wow. Um because I'd love to say Christian, but Christian might be like, mm -mm, yeah, yeah. you already know Christian is not yeah. signing anything yeah. that's like, not yeah, going to pay him a hundred percent of what he's going to be able to get on the open market. Yeah, no, uh, I would be inclined to think, um, hmm, I think Austin Jackson is somebody that that, that I think comes to mind. Um, Dolphins did not extend the fifth-year option, which would have been for what I think I saw fourteen million, um, and that was that was a no-brainer that they were not going to do it, and it would would have made zero sense for them to do it after the, his first three seasons. But the dude's played well. He's going to get some money. He's become, I would say, a solid to borderline good right tackle. You need offensive linemen. Um, yeah, mm. he's the guy he's from you. Interesting answer from you. Hmm. Makes me think and ponder. Wait, I can't get the direction right. There, there we go. Oh, where's it? There you go. How about you? Connor Williams. And and here's the reason why. Because okay. your offense looks entirely different with him than without him. I know the snapping isn't phenomenal, but I think he's a main catalyst in the run game. Uh, yeah, you know, we could look at, a, there's so many different free agents on defense from Raquan Davis to Brandon Jones. You might as well count Xavier Howard as a free agent. You might as well count Emmanuel Aga as a free agent, Jerome Baker. So there are a lot of pieces that, you know, this might be their last ride on this defense. But to me, the foundation of this team and football is built in the trenches. You know, that's how I feel. And without good trench play, You've got nothing. And Connor Williams has shown you, you need me to have good trench play. So he would be my top priority to resign. Uh, I would struggle to go past 10 million a season. Well, that's, that was part of the equation. Was it not the question that you asked is somebody you can get at a decent price right now because of the fear of injury from that player that he's battling a growing injury. He also, somebody, he also somebody who signed as a free agent with the dolphins, couple of years ago uh, who may be looking and, and who performed well, and he may be looking for, for a bigger bag. I think. That's okay. Yeah. You could be looking for a bigger bag, but if I'm, if I, if I got a bird in the hand, which while you got a growing injury in your pants, um, brother, that growing can tear, you could be done for the season. Then that $7 million a year contract that you're playing on right now, that might be on the high end of what you can achieve. So, uh, or, or, or you could look at 
Austin and being somebody who did not have a, a first-round pick-like career his first three seasons in the NFL has now blossomed and maybe perhaps somebody's telling him, I don't want to say if this is as good as it's going to get, but something along those lines where he's like, I have an opportunity to cash in right now because I'm playing at my peak right now. Let me not squander that opportunity. You continue to play on that groin injury and you put out some bad film. It's going to impact you in your price. I think right now you go to the table if you're Drew Rosenhaus and you say, listen, what's your best offer for, for, uh, for Connor Williams? And you really need to strongly consider that. But, hey, Fair everybody enough. runs their own business how they want to run their own business. Everybody is their own franchise. So in the best interest. But to me, and I said this from the beginning, probably episode 20 of the All Dolphins podcast. What did I say? I said Connor Williams would be my top offseason player to sign. Not Christian Wilkins, not Robert Hunt. Not Zach Sealer, not, you know, whoever you want to name. I say Connor Williams because he's a difference maker. And so is Christian. What'd you say? So is Christian. So is Christian Wilkins. And, and, and I, mind, I you, mind you, Christian wants too much money. Okay. Uh, mind you, I, 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 don't, I don't mind your answer in the least. In fact, it's a very good answer. I think there are a lot of good answers, but. I'm I'm not like as O-line obsessed as you are, but I also believe if you're very good in the trenches, that's half the battle, if not three-quarters of the battle. Look, the Eagles, Philadelphia, uh, and losing Christian Wilkins from that defensive line leaves a gaping hole to me the same size, if not bigger, as losing Connor Williams from the offensive line. True. That's very fair, very valid. And any final thoughts on this Dolphins defense? heading into the second half of the season in this stretch because you got some tough games against Dallas Cowboys, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, which you're going to have to play up there in Baltimore, and then hosting the Buffalo Bills in the season finale, along with two games against the Jets. Any concern about the caliber of opponents that or quarterbacks that this defense is going to have to face? Um. Well, Baltimore, Baltimore is a concern because Baltimore is massively physical on both sides. And then you throw in the Lamar equation, except given Lamar's recent history, is there any guarantee he's going to be in the lineup on December 31st? Uh, hasn't been lately. Uh, and then Buffalo, it's the Josh Allen factor. Right now, Buffalo looks like a hot mess. Um, I... It, it looks – it's going to sound strange. They look constipated on offense, if that makes any sense. It does not, but I – Okay, or how, how about I phrase it like this? Josh Allen right, right now looks like Robin Williams starring in a comedy where the director's telling him do not improvise. Does that make okay. any sense? Yes, it does. It does. Okay. Whereas to me, the genius of, of Josh Allen as a quarterback, and yes, he's a very, very good quarterback, even though right now, again, Buffalo's a mess, is making things happen on the fly. Even though it's going to create some bad results at time, that's what makes him special. And right now, it looks like they're trying to be too, like, proper, structured, 
and they're a hot mess offensively to go along with the injury issues they have defensively. So those two games would bother me more than than Dallas. Dallas is a very, very good team. And and Dak Prescott's actually playing better than people give him credit for. And give him credit for and and he's playing better than I would have than I would have pegged him because I'm not necessarily a huge Dak Prescott guy, but he's play I'm gonna give him his props. He's playing very, very well. Um but they don't necessarily worry me as much as Baltimore or Buffalo would. Definitely. You? Um, you you summed up the games. I think Tennessee will give you trouble because they're good in the trenches. I think Washington will give you trouble because they're good in the trenches. And I'm actually a Sam Howell fan. So I, I think the second half of the season will be you, you don't have those marquee games against Philadelphia, Buff, Philadelphia and, and, and the Chiefs. But I think it's just it's probably going to be tougher than the first half of the season. Now, hopefully the Dolphins offense can get their act in gear and the default Dolphins defense can continue to turn up the volume, but uh, we shall see. Well, that was it for this episode of all Dolphins podcast. You can find us under the all Dolphins podcast anywhere you find your audio podcasts and you can find us on all Dolphins on YouTube, please. We hope that you like it. We, we, we really, really do hope that you like it. Like subscribe. Um, we've got a special guest coming your way tomorrow, and hopefully you'll enjoy it if you if you you haven't heard because you weren't listening and paying attention to the podcast. Um, you people demanded it, and we're gonna bring it to you. Um, no announcement, just show up. Uh, and any final announcements, Poop? Um. Mm, 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 mm. No, no, none other than the fact that we'll have a show every day during this bye week. We hope you check it out. Uh, the Dolphins may be off, but we're not off. We're never off. Always. See you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.